Have you made the decision as a family to grow a garden together? That's what we're going to talk about today. How to get the kids involved in the garden and maybe how to get those kids to eat some of that garden harvest. Let's get growing. Hello and welcome to the Pray Just Plant podcast, the show that talks about growing, growing a garden, a homestead, a healthy family, and most importantly, growing closer to God. I'm your host, Crystal Media, owner of the Red Ridge Farm Homestead, where our mission is to help women of faith find the courage to grow healthy food for their family while building a closer relationship with our Lord and Savior. That's you. Don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant. Hello, and welcome to the Pray Just Plant podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Media, and today we're going to dive into season three, episode four, and we're going to talk about gardening, but also how do we get the kids to join us? How do we garden as a family, and how do we help the children maybe see vegetables as something good to eat, especially when they've grown them themselves? Now, disclaimer here, I am not about to say that all of these solutions are going to get your kids eating green beans tomorrow. I struggle with that, and I've struggled for, with that for years. We're just going to be talking about maybe some ideas and some suggestions just to get the kids a little more involved in growing, and hopefully, yes, moms, all of us are, are cheering, right? Hopefully, encourage our kids to eat the fruits of their labor, to eat some of the garden harvest. So with the disclaimer out of the way, let's get started. The first way to get the kids growing the garden is to get the kids in the garden. When you're out doing your weeding, bring them along with you. Have maybe a little area, especially if they're very little, have a little area that they only have special garden toys that they get to play with. When we involve our kids in our everyday life, they learn and realize that some of the places that mom goes are really not that bad. Now, you you want to not push this in too much of a way. When kids are sick of the garden, but you want to weed that one last row, you're going to have to be a little more understanding and say, okay, let's stop for the day or okay, let's go get you a cool ice pop or a cool drink of water and then come back to the garden but you are going to have to be yes you mom are going to be have to be a little bit more flexible I know it's really easy I've I've fallen into this myself it's really easy to get the kids out in the garden and you just want to get so much done and they're off playing and maybe they're not being completely involved and you feel discouraged the point of this though is that you got them out there they are watching you. You are modeling for them what they will hopefully do with you. And I think that is the first thing is, as any parent is for us to model, to show the kids that gardening is fun. If you enjoy it, maybe they'll enjoy it too. And while they're out there, another thing you can do is you can maybe get tools that are their size. You're modeling, you're using your gloves to pull weeds or you're using your little spade to pull weeds. Modeling not only the action of gardening with your kids is an amazing step, but when you involve them and give them their own tools to maybe work, and that's the next thing, work in their own little garden area, they get to be more involved. They get to do more things because the last thing a child wants to do is try to help but the shovel they're using is too heavy. 
or the spade that they want to help you with is just too big. Now, some kids are going to be very insistent that they use the same tools that you do. But just talk to your child and say, hey, would a tool that is more your size work better for you to do the job you want to do? And back to that other partial tip, give them an area to plant something. Give them an area that is all theirs to grow. Yes, all theirs to grow, and that means all their all theirs to pull weeds, all theirs to be responsible for. Now, this may not be something that a two-year-old or a three-year-old can do completely on their own, but as they evolve, they're going to see the responsibility and they're going to see what happens to that little piece of land. They're going to see how their actions, even though they're trying to model you, how their maybe their actions or sometimes lack of actions affects their environment. The, the garden is such an amazing tool to help kids grow and become aware of their environment and also their actions on their environment. There's nothing so quick as you've planted the seed, then you all of a sudden, like four days, five days, like six days, if you've planted radishes, there's something coming up. And that in its essence, is a child seeing this reaction of what they did previously, that they planted the seed. Then they're going to see that seed grow, and they're going to water it, and they're going to take care of it, but then they're going to see other little seedlings come up, and they're going to see the weeds, and they're going to see the influence of how those weeds are affecting the thing that they want to nurture. Gardening is a very reactive place for children. It's a very reactive place for ourselves to see God's nature to see how it evolves to me is very calming and it can be for kids it also can be very yes we as moms also want to get out there and just oh get get learning get learning how to do this and oh this is going to be a great experiment we're going to be in the garden and we want to just take over something yes I said that moms sometimes try to take over something but if we give them an area that's out of the way something that is not going to interrupt our growing, it's going to give them some place that one, they can control, but two, we as parents back out of the way. We can let God and nature and the child just really enjoy being in the garden and reacting with the garden. So we're going to jump into a few more tips in just a moment, but now it is time for the tips and tricks segment of this episode where I share a few tips and tricks I use here at Red Ridge Farm. This week's tip is brought to you by the How to Plan Beyond the Harvest Handbook. This handbook empowers growers to develop a garden plan for beyond the harvest so they no longer have to deal with their harvest going to waste. This week's tip and trick is look for pests. We are, this episode is airing in the middle of summer and pests are going to be prevalent right now. Pest, summer is usually when pests start to attack. And that is because late summer is when we're going to have all of that strenuous heat. Our plants are going to be more under stress and stress pants have been known to attract pests. But also the natural cycle of the pests is going to be more prevalent because in their natural cycle they're they they have their spring emergence from the the soil and then they hatch a few eggs and they start building their colonies or start expanding their numbers but by midsummer 
all of those babies that have hatched previously are now having babies and all those babies are having babies. It's the natural cycle for them to be more pests in the midsummer because they're getting ready to, at least here in zone four, they're getting ready to go into dormancy. So they need to make and produce as many baby bugs as they can. So it's just a time that there's going to be more pests. Now, what can you do about it? Well, one thing you can do is just avoid the stress. You can do that by improving your soil and making sure your soil has the proper nutrients for your plants. Also, even watering, even weeding, just taking care of things a little more prevalently. Now, if you have a problem already, you can use several topical, organic topical things. One thing that I used to do was I had cayenne peppers that I um, mixed in water. These are dried cayenne peppers mixed in water and set them out on the the fence post just like you would do for tea. And it um, formulated a nice tincture that I could spray on my plants. And the most of the bugs avoided those plants because of the hot cayenne pepper taste. Another thing you could do is you could use soap nuts. Yes, there are nuts that provide a natural soap. I use them for my laundry. I've done some research that you could use them for a shampoo. You can also use it as a nice pesticide. So it's not going to be very harmful to your plants. It's not going to be very harmful to you because remember we're trying to get those kids in the garden. So we want to avoid those chemicals. But another thing you can do before the problem starts is you could use things like insect cloth or shade cloth. Something that's going to cover the plant, not block out all the sun, but cover the plant so that you can lessen the load that may attack your plants later during this hot time of year because heat truly stresses plants out more than anything else. So be on the lookout for those pests. So let's get back to getting our kids in the garden. The next thing would be give them a job. Give them something to do. Yes, they've got their own little plot, but now include them in the things that you're doing so they can learn the management side. They can learn that mom has a schedule for her weeding. Mom has a schedule for her watering. She also knows that this is a weed and that is not. When we give our kids a job and involve them in, and it doesn't have to be a huge job. It could be something as simple as bring me that shovel and they have to go find the specific shovel that you're talking about. Or it can be like my teenagers. I have made my oldest son, yes, he's 17. He's the project manager of our homestead. So he helps me. I tell him the project we're going to do. He helps me figure out the plan. He helps me figure out the supplies that we need. But I've given him a job. Another thing that I do For my middle son, he's turning 14, is he likes to cook. So the job I gave him, even though it's not in the garden, the job I gave him was to cook the produce of the garden. So sometimes the job doesn't have to be actually in the garden, but it can be part of the garden. So by giving our kids a job, they are more involved and we are more involved with them. We're, we are involving them with us so that they can learn right along with us and still feel that responsibility so that they can take that those tools that we gave them, those resources that we gave them, that knowledge that we gave them while they worked with us to go work on their little plot. Another thing is to help them pick 
This goes into more of trying to help your kids eat some of the harvest. Another thing is to help them pick some of the things you choose. Now it doesn't have to be so dramatic as they pick everything, but it could be something simple as in, okay, we're gonna plant some carrots and this is at the seed the seed stage. I wanna plant carrots this year and you show them the page on the website with all the carrots and your child sees the purple ones. Oh, I wanna plant purple ones. You're like, do I really wanna plant purple carrots? Will I eat purple carrots? But your son is so excited about them or your daughter is so excited about them. That is a perfect time to let them pick. It's still getting carrots planted that you wanted to, and you could still pick a variety that you want and still plant the purple carrots. And then maybe they'll want to do an experiment to see how the regular carrots and the purple carrots taste, if there's a different taste in them or how different they cook them. So by involving them in the first step of choosing the produce, you can maybe help them get to the next step of consuming the produce. Because now though, not only did they get to help you choose the variety, they maybe got to, like if you give them a job, they got to plant the purple carrots and then they got to watch the purple carrots grow. Or maybe they decided to grow some of the purple carrots in their plot and they're going to be more apt maybe to try them themselves. Now this next tip is just It can be for any age group, but this is a great tip for younger kids, is to just bring them to the garden to explore. Don't come with any ideas of this is the work we got to get done today. Just come to the garden or visit a garden in your area that is maybe a botanical garden or anything that involves growing, but don't have an agenda behind it. Just visit the garden and get the kids used to exploring and enjoying it. Have them play peekaboo in the corn. It's not going to be that awful. Have them have a dinosaur hunt in the potato patch. Having the kids enjoy the garden, not only when they're working in it, is going to help them be more involved in it. Because not only are they there when you're working, but they're there having fun, they're going to enjoy it, and so will you. You're going to enjoy playing peekaboo in the corn. You're going to enjoy doing the dinosaur hunt and the potatoes, and that enjoyment will pass on. Those are the memories that will stay with your children when you are in the garden together. So just take some time to make memories in the garden. Everything doesn't have to be done really quickly. So now it is time for the Growing with God segment of this episode where we talk about building that relationship with our Lord and Savior. And this week's verse is, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalms 27, 1. I think this verse really comes to forbearance when we think about the word fear. There are many things in this world that we fear. Recently, we fear germs. I fear the drought that is continuing here on the homestead. I fear if we're going to have the grass we're going to need to continue um, some of our animals. Fear is a daily problem that I know me as a mom, I feared me being a good enough parent. Fear is something that I think all of us moms, parents, homesteaders, women ourselves, it's something that is is there every day. But when we realize that the Lord is there to take away the worry, to take away the fear through his love, to be there for us with our greatest fear, death, then who shall we fear? 
if we have no fear of leaving this world of death, then the other fears seem small. They seem insignificant. But they also, but that doesn't mean they're not there. I know one of the things that I truly deal with is worry and the fear. And when I know that the Lord is on my side, that he is my light and my salvation when everything comes to its end, then yes, I can feel that the Lord is my stronghold. A stronghold is that protective place that the king keeps everything. So if he is the stronghold of your life, then he, the Lord, keeps everything you need in him. And the, those fears become, they don't disappear, but they don't become the focus of the day. They don't become that overtaking feeling. They're there, but there's something there between you and them. And that's the Lord. He's there to bring the calm. He's there to tell you that it's okay to fear about the drought, but I have your back. It's okay to fear about your child not eating his fruits and vegetables, but I have your child's back. I made him. I know the number of hairs on his head. And when you rest your hope and your life and your light and your salvation in me, there's nothing else to fear. So I just want you to remember this week to think about your fears and figure out how you can lay them before your Lord because he is mighty and he is strong and he is there in you. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalms 27.1. So let's get back to talking about how we can get our kids enjoying the garden and maybe enjoying the harvest that comes from the garden. So this is another trying to get the kids to eat the harvest. Help, let them help you pick. Let them go through the process of you showing them what a really good strawberry looks like. And they're helping you pick it. They're having that pride, that assurance that that job, that work, that hard work that they just did, harvesting that was something that was good. Something that they are now connected with that food. I know so many times people ask me, and they ask me, well, why do you grow the garden? Or why do you harvest your own meat chickens? Or why do you grow your own pig to eventually eat? And the, half the answer is I want healthy food. And the other half the answer is I want a story for my children. I want them to have a story, a connection to their food that I didn't have. Well, I had a little bit growing up in rural Wyoming, but so many children don't have. They don't have that story. They don't have that connection to the food. Maybe that child didn't help grow it, but maybe he could help pick it. And that was his memory. That was his story that he could tell dad when dad gets home. Hey, dad, I helped pick these green beans. Do you want to try them? Dad, I helped do this. They can tell their friends. I helped their grandmother. I helped pick these tomatoes and made this really good tomato sauce using your, your recipe, Grandma. It gives them a story, having them have their own plot, told you before, having them have their own tools, having them being involved gives the kids their story. And even if they're not involved in every single step, they get to have a story that will connect them to the food. I know it gives me great pride when I can look at my dinner plate and say, that's from the land. 
that's from the land, that's from the land. And it gives that same pride to your kids when they say, I harvested that or I grew that. And I think the next really important part is getting them involved in the kitchen. There was a great quote that I saw on Instagram just yesterday that said, one of the first steps to radically changing your health is learning how to cook. We take that also into the idea of child, the idea of us wanting to eat healthy and our kids eating healthy. We need to teach them how to cook the food. We need to show them how this this really good vegetable that they harvested and grew, how they cook it, how to to prepare it. When we involve our kids in the kitchen as well, we take that harvest story, that story about the food a little bit further. And we also give our children that step of how to be healthy. And healthy starts with how the food is cooked, how the food is prepared. And when we involve our kids in that same aspect, they get to see it firsthand. They get to see that the the green beans that they harvested and they get even more pride. And I know a few times when my kids grew their own vegetables and grew their own produce. No, they didn't eat a whole cup of it, but they tried it at least. And all I'm trying to to share with you here is just some ideas of how to get the kids involved. This isn't going to be a quick fix, but it's going to help bring that story of their food alive. And the next thing is choose the recipes together. Not only you're getting them involved in the kitchen, like help me snap these green beans or help me cut up these carrots. If you let them choose some of the recipes that they use to make with their green beans that they harvested, it's going to take that even a next step further. Like I said, disclaimer that this is not going to promise that they're going to eat the green beans but it is going to promise that they have a story that they have a memory connected to green beans it's a good feeling that they feel around these green beans I know and you know when we have bad thoughts and bad feelings about something sometimes that's all it needs to dislike something and it doesn't even have to be tasted It doesn't even have to be experienced. If we hear an awful story about these nasty string green beans or frozen spinach, no, we're not going to want to eat it either. But if we involve our kids and ourselves in the story of something good, it's going to encourage even ourselves and our kids, hopefully, to eat some of that produce because they're going to now have a good experience with that produce. It's not going to be only a bad experience of mom standing over them saying, eat that, it's good for you. Sorry for the strange voice, (laughs) but that's the mom voice, isn't it? So the last thing I want to suggest to you is to work together as a family. Yes, we started this episode saying Do you want to grow a a garden together? Do you want to grow a garden as a family? It all starts there. When we model as parents, when we involve our kids, when we come together as a family and work together, I always tell my kids, a family that works together plays well together. A family that grows a garden together eats the produce in the garden together. A family that plays in the garden together works hard in the garden together. It all comes together because you as a family are just wanting to spend that good quality time with each other. So just as a recap, think 
about how growing a garden as a family can involve all of you. Think about how your child can have maybe a small piece of that garden for themselves. Maybe you could include maybe getting some tools that are his size. Maybe you can include him in the things that you do. Give him a job. Give him some responsibility. It can be the littlest job as of bring me that shovel to the biggest job of managing a whole project. The sky is the limit because we have our children from infants until they leave the home. This idea of growing together needs to expand that whole area. And so some of these things are going to be great for little kids and some of these things are going to be great for older kids. But the most important thing that I hope you take away from this episode is that you as a family work together. Find some way to work together and play together. Spend some time in the garden just playing and just seeing how things will evolve and cook together. Eat together. Do things together. Your kids, bring them along on that journey with you and you will be amazed at the results. I want to thank you for joining me here at the Pray to Plant podcast. And if this is your first time listening, welcome to the community of fellow growers. As always, don't let the world hold you back. Pray, just plant.